You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more information about this show, as well as my other show, Enthusiasts, previously called How to Stan, visit 17caratkpop.weebly.com. And sign up for the show's free newsletter for interviews and much more at 17caratkpop.substack.com. Thank you! Hi everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Today, a glimpse into what 2023 has in store, as well as a look back at my predictions for 2022 and how those panned out. Here's what to look forward to in 2023. Number one, so much cool live music. These are just the tours and shows announced for the U.S. next year already, as of recording time. And there will be a bajillion more, but so far, confirmed U.S. tours include... The AOMG team, EPEX, Six, CIX, King Daniel, NCT127, and Flying, only one of, just this, with Don Malik, One Us, P1 Harmony, PH1, Yun Tak, Stray Kids, Encore Shows, JY Park, Lee Soonji, Mamamoo and Le Seraphim, both supposedly because of their confirmed world tours, I'm sure they'll stop in the US, and Epikai. And as for Japanese artists, One OK Rock will open up for Muse on tour, alongside Evanescence and Highly Suspect. Plus, a new Japanese supergroup with debut live shows early 2023 in New York and LA. They've just made their official debut. Next year will be huge for this new J-Rock supergroup with Miyavi, Hyde, Yoshiki, and Sugizo all teaming up. Jackson Wang is headed to Lollapalooza, India. K-Pop Flex is coming to Frankfurt, June 2023, and then London at the O2 Arena. Between those dates, July 2nd, Blackpink will become the first ever Korean headliner at the Hyde Park Music Fest in London. Number 2, New Group Debuts. Obviously, a bajillion groups will debut again, like they have in recent years. I don't see that ever going back to second-gen K-pop era stuff where maybe 10 groups a year debuted. No, it'll continue to be literally hundreds, I think, going forward. So we're in for some interesting surprises. And although the group Black Level has disbanded, the Black Label continues and is actually just finishing up as of recording time, casting for an upcoming girl group. Number three, new movies, TV shows, other big programming to tune into. A new show, Fill in the Blank, is a docuseries from Watcha, and the premise of Fill in the Blank is based on the psychological theory that you can basically summarize your life and identity in just nine objects. So told through nine objects, you will hear the life stories of Hyojun from Oh My Girl, Q from The Boys, Kim Chaewon from Le Seraphim, and Yun from 80s. Eric Nam is a movie star. He will star in Transplant, a psychological thriller directed by Jason Park from the team that financed Passing. The movie will also star Bill Camp from The Night Of and The Queen's Gambit. A new DJ Survival show premieres in January on Wave and Channel S. It's called Wet World EDM Trend with the grand prize of 100 million won. Dumbfounded, aka John Park, launched Big Dummy Productions and is currently working on a Peacock series about his life. He's also working on a movie called K-Pops, directed by Anderson Pack. Big Dummy Productions was actually formed in collaboration with Transparent Arts, which signed The Rose recently. They're the ones helping give The Rose the much-deserved promo boost they hadn't gotten before, and they're also working to cooperate with this company. 
Blackpink have a new reality show in the works, BPM, Born Pink Memories, which will focus on tons of offstage, fun, and behind-the-scenes footage. Amazon Prime Video is working on a documentary about Lee Soo-Mian, head of SM Entertainment, called Lee Soo-Mian, the king of K-pop. The company behind it is called This Machine. It's directed by Val Kilmer, and it will cover, quote, the enthralling life of a bold visionary whose work put his country on the map, sparked a global movement, and continues to define an era. If you want a taste of what kind of material they'll probably talk about when it comes to his backstory, you should check out the episode of 17 Carrot K-Pop called Boafied Pop Star. It wouldn't be an episode of the show without a shameless plug. Coming to Disney Plus in 2023, a handful of documentaries, including the BTS series Beyond the Star, which is supposed to encompass their entire career up to now. There will also be NCT 127, The Lost Boys, focused on their North American and Japanese tour dates, plus just the group's history. There will also be a solo J-Hope documentary about the making of his album Jack in the Box. And there will be a special covering Super Junior's career and the history of K-pop more broadly. That one is called Super Junior, The Last Man Standing. Boys Planet, a new version of Girls Planet 999, this one will have 98 contestants, will premiere in February on Mnet. Monster X's Juhani will be in Lost in America, and to prepare for the role, he is currently studying English. JYP Entertainment, in partnership with Republic Records, is working on creating a new band through a reality show. And Lee Soong-gi is set to host a new idol competition called Peak Time. This is created by the same team behind Sing Again. It's set to premiere during the first half of this coming year, and it's going to focus on male idols competing in teams instead of solo. These idols, some are from active groups, some from disbanded ones, but familiar faces. The judges are also familiar faces and will include Tiffany Yun, Jay Park, Mino, and Super Junior's Hyun. Leading into number four, all HYBE's updates, big plans for HYBE and its artists. HYBE has opened up a new subdivision under HYBE Labels Japan. It's called NAKO, I believe, N-A-E-C-O, an anagram of ocean. Their first artist is an actress, Yurina Hirate, who was formerly in Keakizaka 46. Island Season 2 is set to air the first half of the year. If it's not done already, it is being worked on as we speak. Mr. Bang revealed that there's kind of a five-year timeline he has in his head for his groups and their evolution. So this coming year will start year one of his future plans for them. There are set to be four group debuts from HYBE next year, including one from Zico and the subsidiary he owns, KOZ. Pletus has also hinted at debuting a new boy group. Meanwhile, Le Seraphim is gearing up for that world tour I mentioned earlier plus more fan interactions in person in South Korea and Japan. And upcoming comebacks, we already know we can look forward to. TXT in January, Hwang Minhyun, after he's done with Alchemy of Souls Part 2. And the first half of the year, comebacks from Promise 9 and 17. As for SM Entertainment's plans, they have another headquarters set up now in Singapore, a place to manage joint ventures into Thailand, Indonesia, and Vietnam. They plan to launch cafes, pop-up events, and stores in Singapore, 
And although, in his extensive interview, relatively, for him, with CNBC, he declined to reveal how much money they're investing in Singapore, he did say they're working on recruiting a lot there, hiring local talent to staff the places and local undergrads or recent grads for internships. They're working on making their mark with NCT still, the next subunits being planned to be tentatively NCT Tokyo and NCT Saudi. And interestingly, although when asked about is NCT Singapore happening because you're investing so heavily in there right now, he made it sound like he hadn't really thought about it seriously, like that wasn't his initial intent. So I guess he's thinking, well, I'm busy promoting SM in these other ways in these places. NCT will promote us in other places. I've got this area covered for PR. He also told CNBC they've been working on recruiting and producing through the culture technology system, where NCT gets their band name from, that four-step process they're continuing to hone, casting, training, marketing, and producing. Over the course of the next three years, SM Entertainment plans to debut at least 15 more NCT members and plans to make Got The Beat and Super M rotational lineups, rather than just consistent ones. One of my big predictions for the year is not a super bold prediction. SM Entertainment will continue to be very actively courting governments all over the world and just more world domination. A lot of PR work this past year with Suho speaking at Stanford, ESPA at the UN conference in New York, plus SM Entertainment literally left their mark now with SM Entertainment Square in LA now. Plus, this past year, they took meetings with Swedish ambassadors. Sweden actually is the birthplace of Spotify, plus a super well-known country for innovating in the dance and pop music worlds. Then, of course, there was the IP agreement they reached for an SM Town space at the Everland Amusement Park. Wouldn't be surprised if they tried to strike a deal with Universal Studios or some other amusement park company in a different country for an SM corner of the park. And I'm sure he will very much keep giving glowing public praise to ESPA for helping the company nab places on lists like Forbes 30 Under 30 and Time's Next Generation Leaders. Plus, ESPA now partnered with Warner Records, which is huge, and their global fashion ambassadors for A-list brands. Somewhat related news, AEG and Powerhouse Live recently formed a strategic partnership. And they first worked together back in 2010 for an SM Town show that was in LA. They're teaming back up. SM Entertainment will probably get involved in that partnership in some way. Miscellaneous things to look forward to in 2023. Top is set to literally go out of this world. He's going to be one of the stars in the Dear Moon project to the moon. This Japanese billionaire, Yusaku Mezawa, is financing a trip to the moon for a group of artists. It's to promote space tourism, and it actually has been in the works since 2018. But over time, he's changed his definition of who counts as an artist to bring on board. So now the official artists joining him include Steve Aoki, Tim Dodd, a YouTuber, a photographer, a documentarian, and Top. Interestingly, this project will be, as of recording time, the plan is brought to you by SpaceX. BTS could win a Grammy. I'm sure they'll win other awards, too, without even trying. Keep racking up wins. We'll probably get new solos from members who haven't yet. My guess would be Jimin is first, or Suga, with a new August D mixtape. Although I think he may be so laid back the past year or so, relatively. Maybe there's actually not a ton of new material for August D. We'll see.
South Korea plans to start its phase-in of the new aging system. Like we talked about before, they're switching to the international way of identifying your age. Because currently they have three different systems. The Korean age system, the New Year's birthday system, or the international birthday system. Now they're hoping to just stick to international instead of having the three options of how old you are. But this will have to be a phase in because it's way more complex than you think to implement that new system. Think about all the legal docs, all the ID they have to relabel now. It's also a psychological and cultural pivot. Since in South Korea, age is a big factor in your friendships, who you hang out with, where your community is. The plan, like I said, is for this to happen in phases, but be complete by the end of 2023. Construction will presumably continue on the Seoul Arena, the first K-pop dedicated arena ever in South Korea. It's set to open officially in 2025 and will incorporate AR technology into the attendees' experiences. Plus, next year, the Crypto Arena, where KCON shows were this year, there will be some major renovations following a new nine-figure investment in the facility in the neighboring Xbox Plaza. The renovations, including a big floor-to-ceiling change, new hospitality spaces for VIPs, new LED screens, and more, will be complete by fall 2024, but the phases will continue. It will be released with a new makeover in pieces into 2023 as well. BTS's yet-to-come Busan concert is coming to theaters this February for a limited time. More info if you go to btsyettocomeincinemas.com. Let's see how I did picking the MAMA winners this year. For Best New Artist, in the female category, I said it would be IVE, and the male category, TNX. It ended up being IVE and Extinary Heroes, which I am super fine with being wrong about. I've been worried Extinary Heroes would go underrated. For Best Female Artist, I said IU would win, foolishly forgetting how popular TWICE is, because Nyan won. For Best Male Artist, I said J-Hope would win, forgetting how popular Lim Yun-Woon is in Korea. For Best Female and Male Group, no surprises, I guess Blackpink and BTS, and they both won. For Best Vocal Performance, Solo, I guessed it would be IU for Drama, but it was actually Taeyeon for INVU. While I said IU was right, it was just INVU, so I was kind of right. For Best Vocal Performance Group, I said BTS Yet to Come would win, but it was Big Bang with Still Life. Another pleasant surprise, I thought that Janabi for Gripping the Green would win Best Band Performance, but the winner was Extinary Heroes for Happy Death Day. For Best Dance Performance Solo, I guessed who the winner was, Psy featuring Suga, That That. Best Dance Performance, Male and Female, I guessed it would be Seventeen's Hot and Blackpink's Pink Venom. It was 17th hot, but Ives love dive. For best OST, Mellomance, love maybe, which it was. For best collaboration, I guessed right, Cyan Sugar's that that. For best hip hop slash urban, I predicted J Hope for more, but it was Ganadara by J Park and IU. That was the most surprising to me, although I guess it shouldn't have been because of IU's popularity in Korea, but I don't know. And I got a lot of my worldwide fan choice top 10 predictions right. Blackpink, BTS, N-Hyphen, NCT Dream, Seventeen, Stray Kids, Treasure, TXT. But I guessed twice, and twice were not there. I guessed NCT 127, they weren't there. 
And I failed to guess Psy. And got seven. Got seven still there. Here's what I predicted at the beginning of 2022. I predicted BB Rexa would collab with a K-pop artist. She did, with Itzy. Although admittedly, I also assumed she might drop a song with BTS, because she's written demos for them before, but I digress. I said RM would collab with Western artists. He sure did, on his new album. I also said Blackpink would, and they didn't. And I predicted more multi-act global collabs, like Eric Nam with Kashmir and Arman Malik for Echo. And there did continue to be that cross-country collaborating spree of sorts. I think that is just the new normal. I predicted Jisoo would debut solo in May, so uh, yikes. And that Blackpink would come back not before summer. Well, that was true. They didn't come back till fall. And Jisoo still waiting on that solo. I am not making a prediction about it for 2023. Although I do think a Blackpink proper comeback will not be till the end of the year at the earliest because they're on tour right now and into the summer. They're going to focus on promoting this era, I think. In the meantime, though, I bet YG will promote more the activity of treasure. If there's a YG artist set to go on a tour next year besides Blackpink, my guess is it would be treasure. Artists I predicted would tour in 2022 included Treasure, so we'll see. I predicted Wu Sun Wood, check. Alexa, check. Espa, not really, but you could count their LA showcase if you want me to be right, which you should. Members of the collective 88 Rising, well, they made it to Coachella. 17, check. And Everglow, that's the one I missed. They did not come back to the U.S. I predicted more answers and more questions would unfold about the SMCU and Quania. That definitely happened. That world continues to expand through the artist's music videos and other content. And I predicted the resurgence of vampire concepts, or at least to focus on the supernatural. I was pretty spot on with that if I do say so myself. We had the magical power world for Purple Kiss, for Billy, then the cute vampire village the boys were in for Sweet. The werewolf concept was introduced with and team. You could even say Kepler is dabbling a bit in that with their supernatural-powered Wadada video that kicked off the year. And just the dark vampire or spooky aesthetic did seem to really thrive this past year. For Sulgi, for Ki, just a, an over-the-top aesthetic, an all-in aesthetic. And here are the artists I said to keep your eyes on that were set to have a huge year. Gaho. I would say yes. After all, this year, I interviewed him for 17 Karat K-pop, and he did continue releasing great new music. Sori. She was quieter than I thought this year. Really kind of disappointed she didn't build more on the momentum started with her collabs in 2020, 2021, but maybe this year is her year. Kepler. Yeah, I was right. Watch out for Kepler. This year, they were everything. And like I said before, you couldn't spend a minute in KCON without some Kepler reference, a Kepler t-shirt, a Kepler comment. I mean, Kepler was the it girl group for KCON. I said keep your eyes on Treasure, which you should have, even though they did not tour like I had hoped. But they did branch out with the subunit. I said keep your eyes on Stray Kids. Yeah, you should have. They're sold-out tour, they're big-time at KCON, they're record-breaking chart rankings and stuff, breaking personal bests. They really had an explosive year. Eric Nam? Yes, but I do think this next year will be even bigger for him, with his movie star turn. Jen Somi? 
not as active as I'd hoped in 2022, although she did get to host Day One of the Mamas, so that was really cool. P1 Harmony. Yep, the tour this past year, they were touring very small concert hall type venues. Into the next year, we will see them at theater size venues. They're really leveling up. And got seven members solo journeys. They definitely had a lot of those. Mark Twan had a solo album and US tour. Jackson Wang had a new solo album and League of Legends team up. Bam Bam was busy with his modeling gigs and solo music. JB released solo music. Jin Yeon has been acting. And of course, when they come back together, I have a feeling they will like once a year. They will keep doing a bunch of solo stuff, but have at least a yearly regroup. I'm going to do a big recap episode of the Best of 17 Karat K-Pop in interviews and just miscellaneous episodes that I want to redirect your attention back to. And that is also where I will recap the survey you guys took if you are newsletter subscribers for your picks for Best of 2022. So stay tuned, that is coming, but just give me a little time and I will have my picks selected too to see how they stack up against how you voted to join in voting in the future, not just once a year, but more often, go to 17karatkpop.substack.com and you don't have to be a paying subscriber to vote. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you all again soon. Bye, everybody.